The following program is brought to you by Norma Johansson Ministries. Welcome to Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can with your host, Norma Johansson. Norma had no plans to write a book until God specifically called her to share God's healing power with anyone who has a broken heart. Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in and joining me today. My name is Norma Johansson, author of the book, Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can. Today, we'll continue our study series of the book in Chapter 2, titled Heartbreak. But before we get started, let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of your Son, Lord Jesus Christ. We lift up every person listening to this broadcast, our listeners, to you, Father God, And we ask that you comfort and let joy, peace, healing flow into their hearts today. Lord God, you are near to the brokenhearted, and you save all who are crushed in spirit. We believe your word that says you, God, heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. Our listeners listening to this broadcast are now healed, and they have been set free from the prison of brokenheartedness. We receive complete healing of our broken hearts by faith for all of our listeners and their wounds are bound up. Our listeners have been redeemed from grief, sorrow, hurt, pain, and from broken hearts. We receive the total healing and freedom, whom such as free is free indeed. We thank you and we praise you, God, for healing every person listening and the people within the sound of my voice. We call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's begin. In this chapter titled Heartbreak, please allow me to share with you, our listeners, the pain in my heart. I'm taking you, our listeners, with me on this personal confrontation. The process of confronting and owning my broken heart, pain and all, was a necessary step to getting my heart back. What I discovered is that I seriously needed to stop asking why. Why did this happen to me? Why did the person hurt me? We are asking the wrong question. The real question now for us is, how do I get completely healed? This is the question we're here today to continue to answer. Let's focus on talking about real healing and self-care. I had to confront my broken heart by talking to the pain, hurt, and grief of my broken heart until I no longer felt it. Trust me when I say that our pain and grief will not destroy us, even when the grief feels overpowering when we try to confront it. May I ask you, our listeners, to please overlook any seemingly repetition that I may share because it has a purpose in the process of healing. We're affirming and reaffirming so that it goes from our thoughts and deep into our hearts to help us heal. Can I also tell you, our listeners, to not shut down your needs, but to acknowledge them. You have needs and take time for personal self-care. To hear the process steps of healing several times during our healing journey helps us to remember it's okay that the healing is taking time. Self-care is vital to focus on our personal healing. This is something I personally had to do over and over to help with strong emotions. Ready? Let's begin our confrontation. Step one, engaging in self-care by allowing self-empathy, which is validating ourselves and comforting from within. I allowed myself to grieve by giving myself permission to grieve to validate my pain in a healthy way. It's okay to grieve. We have been hurt. It's only natural to grieve and be sad, but we do not have to stay in sadness for two, three, five years or more and definitely not a lifestyle. It's okay for us to affirm our pain. Jesus was real with his agony and pain, so we too need to be real with our pain and loss as well. We find this in John 12, 27. 
Now my soul is troubled and deeply distressed. What shall I say? This scripture also tells us we need to say something about our pain and grief. May I remind us that if we do not allow ourselves to confront our pain and grief and express it, this hurt will manifest itself in other areas of our lives. We have all heard these words, hurting people hurt people. Well, this is what this is talking about right here. If and when we do not heal, we will live a life of woundedness. Step two, I express my grief like pouring out all of the strong emotions that I was feeling on the inside of me. Every emotion associated with my broken heart, by crying, I allow myself to feel the sadness, weep, scream, yell, or get mad even at what happened to me in a healthy way. I faced the pain and did not deny its personal expression nor existence by allowing it to stay on the inside of my heart. We do this by allowing the pain and hurt to breathe through us and not hold it in. Let it happen. Let's do ourselves a favor and drop the walls with pretense. Step three. For me, I gave myself pity parties for about two weeks. Then I moved on. Or so I thought. Over the next six months, I began a cycle of pity parties. A pastor friend of mine once shared with me, throw yourself a pity party, but give it a time limit. And that's exactly what I did over the next six months. The pity parties became fewer and fewer. They seemed to be working. I came to a point where I no longer needed to have pity parties because the grief had been expressed and poured out. This may look different to our listeners. No matter how long it may take, may you continue to do self-care and focus on allowing yourself to grieve as much as you need to until there's no more sadness left on the inside of you. Trust me, you will know when you have emptied out all the hurt and pain for yourself. Next, I took steps to open up more about my broken heart. Here's how I did this part in three levels of openness and vulnerability. Step one, privately in my personal alone time and in the comfort of my home was an outlet of expression of pain and grief. I did this until I felt comfortable enough with myself and not feel so overwhelmed and ashamed. Yes, ashamed. Step two, then and only then I expressed an outlet of my hurt and pain in the licensed counselor's office and pastoral care office. Step three, then I ultimately got to a stronger resolve in the pain and hurt in my heart where I was able to share and open up in a support group with other people going through heartbreak. All three of these levels of expression to allow myself to be open and vulnerable contributed to my own personal healing. The more I opened up in each step, the easier this process was. You, our listeners, may want to take time, which is comfortable for you, in each of the steps. The end result in both of these process of confronting and open vulnerability was that my strength returned in my emotions, in my heart, and in my mind. I began to feel like I was moving out of that pit of hurt. I began to feel a greater glimpse of hope. I no longer felt weighed down with hurt, pain, and grief in my heart. Of course, I was still a bit sad here and there, but it was getting to a very manageable place. A manageable place where all I had to do when I started to feel the hurt was to change my thoughts or focus on my new life. Now this is progress for us. In retrospect, I believe now it's important to empty out as many times as needed until we personally feel the weight of strong emotions lift off of us. For me, it was a good six to eight months. I did notice the more I emptied out the strong emotions, the more I felt relief using this process. It is important to have knowledge. Knowledge is power and enables us to understand exactly what we're dealing with here. Let's examine this together 
with you, our listeners. Ready? Let's do this. We will take a look at what heartbreak is, what hope is, and then look at what love is in its truest form as we journey through this healing season. Let's begin. What is heartbreak? The dictionary defines the word heartbreak as a crushing grief, anguish, or distress. Well, I'm going to be real with you, our listeners. I was definitely experiencing every ounce of that definition of pain in my heart. Honestly, in the beginning of my journey, the pain in my heart was so unbearable at times. The pain and hurt felt so strong, so much so that at times I could not keep my footing. Internally, I felt empty, so totally empty. No thoughts, no emotions at all, just hurt. Sometimes my broken heart felt like it was the end of the end, and I was just going through the motions of my daily life routine. This seemed like a shallow and pointless existence at the time. Some days were better than other days. On a good day, I felt like I had conquered my pain, only to have it magnified the next day all over again. It was an intense experience of my heart and mind, a roller coaster ride of highs and lows. May I boldly suggest to you, our listeners, that every single word that I just shared connects with your heartbreak experience too. All of it. It's okay. I feel your pain, and you are now free to admit this to yourself on this broadcast. This is exactly what we're doing here together, confronting, hitting the bullseye of the pain in our broken hearts. For you, it may even be a more intense pain than I felt. Our heartbreak is unique to each of us, yet still as intense and real, isn't it? These statements call out the very thing that you may or may not want to talk about. The simple truth is that we must confront our pain by talking about it. There's no way around this very thing of confronting in order to overcome. The beauty and benefit of confrontation is that the pain of the heartbreak will lose its power over you and me. This is one of the keys to you being completely healed from all of the pain of heartbreak, just like I am healed today. Yes, all the pain, all of it. And you, our listeners, will be filled again with joy and peace and fulfillment. You will begin to see new rays of hope and endless possibilities of a better life ahead. So much so that you, our listeners, will hunger for more healing and begin to pursue it. Or at least that is what happened to me. Next, let's talk about hope and why it's important for us. In the beginning, there was always a small sense of hope on the inside of me. A hope like a small candlelight flickering whose wick is about to burn out. The truth is, we all have this hope deep inside of us. If you're a believer, a committed follower of the Lord Jesus Christ like me, then you know. God's spirit and my spirit are intertwined when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. The truth is found in 1 Colossians 6.17. But the one who is united and joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Let's take a look in Hebrews 6.19. says that this hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul, it cannot slip, it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. A safe and steadfast hope that endures within the veil of the heavenly temple, the most holy place in which the very essence of God dwells. Did you, our listeners, catch that? We have a safe and steadfast hope as an anchor for our soul. These scriptures clearly define the truth for us, that we have steadfast hope and God dwells in us. Wow, discovering this was an astronomical wonder of revelation for me that connected me to the hope that is mine and yours too on the inside of us. The real connection to hope is what gives us light, like healing medicine in the darkest times of our lives. 
I meditated daily on these words until they dropped down into my spirit and heart. There is no other choice but to make it to the other side of this crazy ride. Next, let's talk about God's love. What is God's love exactly? First, let's identify what love is in its truest form, the true love of God, for love is who God is. You, our listeners, may be wondering, why do we need to talk about love when my heart is broken to a thousand pieces? That's exactly what I would be asking right now and what my thoughts were initially to this very subject. I challenge you, our listeners, to keep your mind wide open to the subject of God's love, for it's needed right now. Let's take a look. I discovered in my healing journey that my heart needed God's love to fill in and mend all the broken pieces. In all the large and empty places of hurt, God's nurturing love was and is the healing balm for my heart and yours too. As a committed follower of Jesus, I wanted to know exactly what God had to say about this true love and newfound truth. The Word of God defines His love for us in 1 Corinthians 13.4. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. It is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails, never fades, nor ends. So it is with courage and conviction that I made a bold statement of this truth personal to me. Let's do this together. God's love endures with patience and its serenity in our hearts. His love is kind and thoughtful towards us. God's love is not provoked, nor takes into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth. God's love bears all things with us, regardless of what comes. God's love believes all things, looking for the best in us. God's love remains steadfast with us during difficult times. It endures all things without weakening. God's love never fails us, never fades nor ends for us. In search of truth, I found a love letter written to you and me in the pages of the Bible. One of the most beautiful God declarations of love for us is found in Jeremiah 31.3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. God not only tells us here that he loves us, but that his love is an everlasting love. The dictionary defines the word everlasting as lasting or enduring through all time. I don't know about you, but I needed someone to love me unconditionally. And only God can do this for me and you, our listeners. A love that is forever unconditional, worthy and trusting. God's love flows through our hearts and establishes a home in our hearts when we choose God's love. I chose to take it all in, God's love. I fervently meditated on the truth about God's love. It is so astounding to my natural mind that even in the midst of my messed up life and broken heart, God loves me, and he loves you too. We are loved, and love covers a multitude of sins and casts out all fear. So we are not to fear when we confront our pain or fear that no one will love us again. Because God's love has been established in our hearts. Armed with this truth, I embrace that love and allow the love to begin to heal and nurture my heart. The word nurture is is defined for us as supplying something that nourishes. Well, for me, God's love was nourishing my heart when I chose his love to flow. Love is a choice. God wants us to personally choose his love so we can receive it. 
This was the process of nurturing my broken heart with the true love of God. Paul explained God's love for us in Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust him. May your roots go down deep into the soul of God's marvelous love, and may you be able to feel and understand, as all of God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep, how high his love really is, and to experience his love for yourself. Though it is so great, you will never see the end of it or fully know and understand it. And so at last you will be filled up with God himself. Did you, our listeners, hear the four key words for us? Trust, feel, understand, and experience. God wants us. Let's reaffirm that in our hearts here. God wants us. God wants us to trust him with our hearts and feel his presence with our emotions, to engage, to understand with our minds, and to experience with our free will. With this revelation, I chose God's love for me. I took it all in. God's love is a powerful healing balm inside of our hearts. It works. I can tell you from the standpoint of my healed heart testimony that God's love heals our broken hearts from the inside out. Dare to believe God in his word. The choice is mine and yours. Next, what is human love? The dictionary defines love as a feeling of strong attraction or constant affection for a person in a marriage or in a relationship. In my search for truth, I found the human love, like God's love, is a choice. The strong affection and attraction initially draws us to a person. Yet human love, if not intertwined with God's love, is subject to change. Human love is limited, seen with the eyes of judgment and through flawed lenses. But the love of God is unconditional. This is exactly what happened to me. At some point, the ex-spouse chose to focus on the things that were imperfect to him. Judgment started to rise up. Before he knew it, the lies led him astray. How do I know there were lies? I know because the reasons given for the divorce were simply not true at all. Maybe your love story is the same as mine. Maybe your love story is more intense where the other person found another love interest. Maybe there never really was love for you. Only you will know for sure. In the aftermath of divorce or breakup, the truth always discovers all. Whatever happened in your life, you will look at it for what it is and let it go. Personally, I had trouble falling out of love with the person that broke my heart, even after the lies, the betrayals, and the day of abandonment. Yes, as ridiculous and foolish as this may sound to me today, I still had strong feelings of love. As I pondered what I needed to do to get over this strong feeling of love to heal and move forward, these words rose up in my mind as a self-defense mechanism. Why on earth would I, or anyone else for that matter, want to be in a single one-person relationship? Because that is what it is if I do not choose to get out of love and let it go. Here's what worked for me to overcome the love for the person that broke my heart and the false commitment to a relationship which no longer existed. Ready? Step one. I made an intentional decision to choose not to love the person that broke my heart. I promised myself never to look back at this decision. Then I let it go. I had to choose over and over every single day. After my decision to not love this person, a question rose up in my spirit. Here it is. Is it possible to have a broken heart and still be in love? I found the answer is only if we choose to be. I also found the answer is twofold. The first part of the answer is no, it is not possible to still be in love after being broken hearted. 
What you and I are feeling is what is left of the deep love you and I once shared with our ex-spouses. The love which we are now experiencing is for the person that once was and who is no longer the person they were when we fell in love with them. What I found is this still in love with my ex thing is really the love in our hearts on our side of what once was a relationship, not love from the ex. Think about that till it lights up revelation for you personally. The second part of the answer is the most important and an eye-opener for me. As I pondered over how to resolve the still-in-love feelings, I realized that all the qualities I had fallen in love with the ex-spouse were no longer there. The person he used to be had changed into someone different and unrecognizable to me. His lifestyle has changed dramatically, too. So I discovered that the person I still had love for no longer existed, which made choosing not to love them much more easier. I submit to you, our listeners, for your consideration to take inventory of the person who broke your heart. You may find this to be true for yourself as well. I pray you may be bold enough to accept the truth as you face this reality and accept this truth for yourself. Love is a choice. We choose not to love the person that broke our hearts for the purpose of healing and forgiving them for hurting us. Otherwise, we'll get stuck and become a prisoner of our broken hearts in a prisoner in being in a single, in-love relationship, which no longer exists. Well, thank you so much to our listeners for joining me today. If you have comments or questions regarding the study on today's broadcast, please feel free to contact me or the ministry, Norma Johansson Ministries. Send me a direct message on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or if you're in need of prayer, please call our ministry prayer line at 832-795-1009. Leave us your prayer request. You can also send us your prayer requests at njministries at yahoo.com. We will definitely pray for you. Join me again next week on the study series of the book, Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can. We will continue the study series in Chapter 3, titled The Process of Healing. I will continue to share with you, our listeners, a step-by-step process that helped me get healed so that you too can get completely healed and do not have to go the long and hard road to healing. Take care now and see you back real soon. You've been listening to Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can, brought to you by Norma Johansson Ministries. You can get a copy of the book in hardback, paperback, Kindle, or audio on Amazon to follow along with the study series based on the book. If you're in need of prayer, please call our ministry prayer line at 832-795-1009. Leave us your prayer request. Join us again next Sunday at 2.30 p.m. here at FM 100.7 KKHT. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Blue Moon Laundry, a commercial washer-dryer equipment and services company with over 30 years of experience, specializing in hotels, hospitals, school districts, laundromats, apartment complexes, and nursing homes servicing the Houston area and surrounding cities in Texas. Give them a call today to get your free quote at 281-723-1173.